Most kingdoms would do anything to protect their king. This is the unspoken basis of the game of chess, for example. When the king falls, the kingdom is lost. Therefore, the king must be protected at all costs. In his sermon, Long Live the King, Pastor Philip Ryken shares the real-life story of a notable example of this mindset, taken right out of the pages of World War II. Welcome to Sincerely Yours with Ann Maines, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Hear new episodes every weekday and subscribe to our podcast at faithstrongtoday.com. The date was June 6, 1944, D-Day, the day of the Allied invasion of Normandy. British Prime Minister Winston Churchill desperately wanted to join the campaign and watch the invasion from the bridge of a battleship in the English Channel. U.S. General Dwight Eisenhower was desperate to stop him for fear that the Prime Minister might be killed in battle. When it became apparent that Churchill would not be dissuaded, Eisenhower appealed to a higher authority, King George VI. In a brilliant move, the king then told Churchill if it was the prime minister's duty to witness the invasion, he could only conclude that it was also his duty as king to join him on the battleship. At this point, Churchill reluctantly agreed to back down, for he knew that he could never expose the king of England to such danger. Protecting the king. It's a good idea. Very wise. But we know in God's kingdom, the wisdom of man falls short of the wisdom of God. For in God's kingdom, King Jesus did exactly the opposite. With royal courage, he surrendered his body to be crucified. On the cross, he offered a king's ransom, his life for the life of his people. And in doing so, cemented our pathway to royalty. And it is acknowledging Jesus' royal status that the Apostle Paul is all about in our reading for today. As Paul continues his letter to the Church of the Colossians, he is mindful that false teachers are successfully deceiving some in their group as to the identity of Jesus, reducing his status from supremely divine to simply delightful, an impressive man, but surely no more than that. This was a serious diversion from the truth. And for this reason, Paul had to be direct and uncompromising in his language. Verse 15. Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on the earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. He is the visible image of the invisible God. And understanding that one fact changes everything. When Bible scholar N.T. Wright was asked what he would tell his children on his deathbed, he said, Look at Jesus. He then explained why. The person who walks out of the pages of the Gospels to meet us is central and irreplaceable. If you want to know who God is, look at Jesus. If you want to know what it is meant to be human, look at Jesus. If you want to know what love is, look at Jesus. And go on looking 
until you're not just a spectator, but part of the drama that has him as the central character. For six years, I hosted a women's TV talk show called Full Circle. Before we ever recorded the first program, I had determined to end every show the same way. After all of the fun and discussion around the couch, there was only one thing left to be said. Remember, keep your eyes on Jesus. It's all about Him. And I think Paul would agree. Taking you on a journey through the New Testament, this has been Sincerely Yours with Ann Maines, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Subscribe to our podcast and join us on social media. All the details are at faithstrongtoday.com.